Our opinions aren't too tough, rough, or gruff. We are proof that you don't have to be an expert to have an opinion. So just... Shut up and sit down. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. We've got Jim here with me, Muff, uh, doing our regular thing for the week. And the the first topic we're going to get into is some updates on sports, upcoming sports, sports that are happening in the next couple of weeks or starting to happen again in the next couple of weeks, and the ultimate distress signal for Jim and I, college football, what is happening, what will happen, do we need to prepare the dirge and our our episode to occur with with drinks um and both of us in proximity so i'm gonna let yes. jim jim lead the way on this to start out see where it goes so muff our uh, college football wake the party to be had is not looks like the party may be happening each day each week each passing freaking moment looks like we're inching closer to that party where you and i will Get together, we'll record, we may even have prizes as we drink ourselves and our sadness away. Um, I read an article today. The other conferences had a meeting. They, uh, they're they not going to tell that, us the details. We're talking about the other Power Five conferences? Yep. Okay. Not the Pac-12 or the Big Ten, but the others. Um, you know, ESPN's Golden Conference, the SEC, and uh, all the others. They came out of their meetings – and hope was not there. Now, there are rumors and rumblings of postponing the season until the spring. Now, that's all great and grand. Everybody should be cheering. Yay, maybe we still will have college football. Yay. Except none of your star players will be playing. Because they will be preparing for the, for the draft. <laughs> the because combine will be on their minds. The NFL has stated the draft timeline is not going to move. So college football, you do what you want to do, but we are still going to play. We are still going to have the draft. Nothing's going to move. So, like I said, I think I said this ep- the last episode or the one before that, Robert Meyer even said, you do not want to move college football. We, if you can get it in now, get it in. Because your, your teams will fall to shambles because kids will sit out. It will be like the movie, The Replacements. Yes. <clears throat> yes. And quite frankly, Muff, even if, that, if we have a football season with the replacements in college football, I'm still going to hold my word and have a wake a funeral, a dirge for college football because that's going to be watching crap. It will not be as we would want it to be. And I do, there will always be an asterisk there if there is a national champion crowned. And Absolutely. It will not be a true representation of college football. Uh, I and know what I am I going to do in the fall? you're going to have to pick another favorite team except from the Chargers and try to figure it out for the pros, buddy. It's going to stink. Here's the only silver lining I have in this. 
take up spice lattes, pumpkin spice lattes? Is that your silver lining? No. no. Why would no? First off, no. Second off, hell no. Third, thirdly here. So the NCAA is offering really nothing overall here. They came out this past week and pretty much said, hey, guys, we want to make sure that you social distance and we're going to, you need to make sure you're testing within 72 hours of competition and make sure that they wear face coverings. The NCAA pretty much, pretty much just said everything that anybody who's been talking about how to protect yourself from falling victim to coronavirus what they've been saying for the past five months is pretty much right. what the NCAA has said. So their statement means nothing this past week. The yeah, only silver lining I have, and the only thing that makes me hope and pray that this is going to happen is Ed Ogeron. Ed Ogeron. Okay. Oh, the voice of Illinois. Of or not Illinois. Louisiana, Louisiana. State University said, tweeted, He's, he has a go-to tweet, which I'll say at the end here, but he pretty much said, the nation needs football. We want football. Give us football. Go Tigers. I don't think he, I don't think he said it like that. Well, he said, I mean, I can pull up the tweet if you want me to read it. No, I need you to read it in his voice. The nation needs football. We want football like we need everything else. Give us football. Go Tigers. See? <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Muff does a good coach ed. That was beautiful, Muff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then I'm sure within the next two hours, he, he put out, hold that tiger with an exclamation point or two in there. <laughs> um, so hoping that we can, uh, you know, get some football and some SEC football so we can hear the LSU band play neck um, and maybe it'll get inappropriately on TV again, like it does all the time. Um, yeah. That's all, I, that's all I can hope for. Well, in other bad news in college football, since this is the the update part of our show. Why are you piling uh, on right now? Why, because why can't we, why can't we end on the high note off. with Coach Ogeron? Why can't nope. we end on that? Nope, I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off. <sighs> okay. Indiana University, part of the Big Ten, you know, the, the conference that decided we're only going to play each other. Indiana University just canceled their voluntary practices for the time being, because they've had an outbreak, another victim of the virus. Within the team? Yep. Okay. I didn't know if it was in the team or if it was just in the vicinity, like on campus type thing. So the Big Ten, that conference alone is not looking good. Ohio State got it. They're out of the – they're back to practicing. But now IU's got it. So I think we should – you're the one with the betting problem. Well, I think you, we need to find a prop. Hold on, hold on. First off, two weeks ago you came out in support of me and said there was not a problem. So yeah, well, rescind that statement. You may have a betting problem. How about that? I will not agree to that. Okay. Anyway, You're the one who likes to bet, we need to correct. find a prop bet on will there or will there not be a college football season. I'm sure it's out there. We need to bet on it. Because right now I'm betting no. And we need to put the, whatever money we win into our funeral wake dirge so that we can buy a keg for our, our party. Okay, a keg? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a long day of drinking, Mom. Is it going to be that type of day? If we don't have college football and we're recording an episode, it's going to be that type of day. 
And remember, we got guests too. We're still trying to get Herm Edwards on that show. Herm, Herm is the is the pipe dream. Yeah, Herm's the pipe dream. We'll settle for Tim Tebow. Yeah, and I don't know who the last resort will be. I don't know if we've we've mentioned any others that we would like to have, but if there's somebody out there that's listening and has any plugs with any college football players or coaches, assistant coaches. Hell, we'll even go to GAs if that's what we need to do. Yeah. Plug or us up. Maybe a famous, a famous local town celebrity in your town. I mean, we're a new podcast, so we'll take any, any famous anybody at this point. Somebody who played college, college football, football in the 70s or 80s, 90s. Yeah. You know? we'll Al any. Bundy. Al you, Bundy. I don't care. I don't think Al Bundy. I think Al Bundy only played for Polk High. I don't think he went past that. Well, he could be on our podcast. You're right. He could be. Makes, but I'll tell you this, we should have one lucky fan come to the college football funeral. We need to think this out. If you're Let's listening, go. if you're listening <laughs> and you are a fan of this podcast, tweet out to us at Sports Jim Muff that you would like to attend our college football week if that were to happen. Yeah. That's all you got to do. I like it. Just I like get, it. Just express your interest that you would want to be there and help finish this lofty expectation that Jim has of us finishing a keg. Um, don't think that that's going to go down without multiple guests, but we're, we'll, we'll, start the, we'll start the bidding at one. One guest. One guest. So express your interest and uh, let us know. What you bring to the table, why you should be that special person. Yes, I like that. Nominate yourself. We're going to need reasons. Obviously, you're going to have to wear a mask if you're not drinking because we can't fall victims to the virus. This show is important. A thorough screening process to make sure that you are not going to infect us. You're going to have to wear one of those rings we talked about. Uh, What is it? Maybe, maybe not. Jim may have one by then. I don't know. Did you get I might. Did you get did you get the go-ahead? Actually, I didn't talk to her about it. I'm going to have to do that. Joe, if you're listening, I need, I need one of those rings that watches my temperature. Continuing on the, the sports theme, on sports that Jim is not entirely interested in, I wouldn't think, and I'm not going to say that I'm completely interested in them, but there are two sports that are coming back within the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. What One of them they? is Major League Baseball. Ugh. In fact, Major League Baseball comes back this week. On yeah, I Thursday, saw that. Thursday, there's a there are two games. And Lester in Toronto. Hold on, we'll get to that. I yes, unless you're Toronto and you're playing baseball, but you can be in Toronto and host the NHL. But nay, 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 no baseball. No baseball. No baseball. Yeah. Can't you can't play the baseball in Canada? Eh? What's um, our other sport? The NHL, August first. Oh 1st. yeah, for sure. I'm super pumped about that one. Contain your enthusiasm. I can hear it in your voice. I'm serious. It's the only. It's the only sport I think will make it through the corona. Because. Because they, I think they have it so under lock and key. And they're like, they're the actual bubble that no one's really paying attention to. And I think their players aren't getting in, they're not as popular. 
that they're not getting enough microscope attention that they'll 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 pull through they're also not blasting everything out on social media that yeah, i'm aware of there's no jr smith playing hockey yeah they're <laughs> they haven't talked about their food they haven't talked yeah. about their accommodations they're just they're just pushing through trying to get this done probably because the money means a lot more to nhl overall in my mind yeah like that there's just not as much money in the NHL. So the players at the bottom of the barrel are like, no, we really need this. I need this money. Yeah. Now, do they have a schedule out for that yet, Muff? They do. On August 1st starts their, their qualifier round, which is a best of five series. Um, so I think there's 10 teams that got in for each conference, as I recall. Um, so it's a best of five starting August 1st with the – East Conference <clears throat> playing their games in Toronto and the Western Conference playing their games in Edmonton. So this is taking hockey back to its roots in the country that it started and saying, Put the, let's roll the puck out, make it happen, drop the puck, let's go. And now my understanding is they've already been playing inter-squad games? I think they've had <clears throat> inter-squad practices. I mean, just like they would probably throughout the season or maybe prior to the season. Um, but I do not think – I don't know about their exhibition schedule. I know that Major League Baseball had inter-squad scrimmages and then starting this past weekend, they had – I think each team is having a couple games. Um, so I know the Pittsburgh Pirates played like the Cleveland Indians, so I think it's a proximity thing. Um, you get to play a team in a in an exhibition game. Um, I don't know anything about it. Um, any more than that, the only interesting thing I've found for myself for Major League Baseball coming back is <clears throat> I read a story that the New York Mets are offering fans the opportunity. Wait, wait, we're we moving past hockey. You're done with hockey now. We're going right to, right to baseball. Well, I started with baseball, and you moved straight to hockey with <laughs> That's right. You're the one that waylaid the baseball conversation. Well, before you go back to baseball, has, has hockey had any uh, COVID issues? I've heard rumblings, but have they had any COVID issues? The only thing that I'm aware of is, and it's only because this is the team that I follow in the NHL, is the Penguins, I believe, had somebody isolated and in quarantine because – they had tested positive, but nobody else on that team had. Again, don't hold me to that. This is like one of those, I saw something and they were talking about if somebody wasn't on the ice, but I think this is, again, something the NHL is doing well in their publicity is they're not talking about it. Right, they hear about it. Wraps. Yeah, they're, they're handling it internally really well and not allowing, if it is a problem, I think they would come out and say it, but if it's one one, maybe two people here and there, they're not blasting it out saying, this may derail our season, um, you know, kind of like is happening in some some other, I don't, some other sports. I, don't, I don't think other sports are even blasting it out at this point. Um, I mean, Chris Paul's the snitch of snitches in the NBA, but. Um, oh, that's cold-blooded. <laughs> calls it like I sees it. Um, <clears throat> but. Yeah, so my, my last question is. My last thing on baseball before we jump to hockey, and I think we're ultimately going to get to the NFL here, right? Is, All right, go ahead. <clears throat> the New York Mets are offering the opportunity for fans to purchase a seat 
and buy a cardboard cutout of themselves to be placed in the stands because there will be no fans in the stands. I think that's hilarious because that's brilliant. You're going to pan over during these games and you're going to see just these cutouts of people. And I, it's going to be funny. And that's how people are going to get, you're going to get like cardboard cutout famous. I wonder what the terms and conditions are. Is there censorship of the shirts? Is there censorship of the clothing your cardboard cutout can wear or do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I bet it's going to be because this was the Mets, the New York Mets. I believe it is going to be you pay for the cardboard cutout and you're in Mets attire. That's a good point. There's no, there's no reason for them <clears throat> to allow any creative freedom to people unless it's going to be a, a socially relevant thing would be the only thing right. I think could be otherwise. Aside from that, there's no reason not to have New York Mets. Well, we're only going to have like six baseball games and they're going to call the season, so it's not really going to matter. I'm sorry. I just have no faith in baseball. None. None. What big-name players are still playing? Does anybody know? The guys are opting out. Toronto's not even having a season. Toronto, oh, you, you, Toronto is not allowing their team to play in Toronto. So what are they going to do? They're just going to be the traveling team? There have been a couple. There was a city in Ohio. Of course, of course, Ohio. It says, come to us, Toronto. It was another East Coast city, I believe, has offered them the opportunity to use a vacant stadium. Because really, when you think about it, if the MLB's in, but all of their affiliates and everything aren't in, all you need is a stadium. Oh, okay. There's no fans, so. Sure. Let's bring more people to Ohio. That's what we need. Well, okay. All right. I'll let you shift this to the NHL since you wanted to bring it there. No, I'm so let's go back to baseball. Is there issues with the Nationals too? Oh, they got approval. Washington wasn't going to let them play. Like, they weren't going to be allowed to play, and they just got approval. I thought it was in limbo, and they were going to be like Toronto and have to go somewhere else. But apparently they just got approval. Like, how are these places – and going to travel back and forth. How do they think they're going to get through 60 games? How is that possible? And then how do they – like, what happens if a whole team gets exposed or gets – actually, God forbid, becomes – gets the virus? What happens then? If the whole do they have makeup a, games? I, I don't know how that's built into the season, but since the season is so – shortened and so structured to make it happen i would imagine if you can't field a team you forfeit oh boy like uh, hockey they got their their tournament and they're in and it's done the bubble for the nba same thing the nfl 16 weeks and you're done 60 games for the baseball season and they think they're going to pull this off you realize that 60 games for baseball is less than an NFL season, right? How many games is it, Moss? 60. We'll say they play five games a week. There's 12 weeks, buddy. Oh, my math was never my strong suit. You win. <laughs> but to me, it just that seems like a bigger undertaking than the NFL, and I don't know why. It actually will be less because there's less people on a Major League Baseball roster. Mm-hmm. The travel, 
the only difference is that there's more the travels more often because you could maybe be that's in, it you can be in two or three different cities in one week as opposed to the nfl where you're preparing to go to one so that that is the biggest difference is there is more possibility for exposure day to day in the mlb than there is in the nfl and the nfl seems to have their things together like the, the hotel you got to be in there they have that all the arrangements are set up the plane everything baseball just doesn't look like they got their shit together baseball isn't this isn't major league they're not riding around in buses like i don't know what you want from this they have that's their own feels planes like. That's what it feels like. It feels like Major League. That's a good. That's a good way to sum up my feelings about baseball. I hope they get it in. A lot of fans. They don't. The America needs sports right now. But Coach O said it. Right. Which, by the way, I'm, I'm still going back to that. Was a great impression, but I have no faith. Go Tigers. Let's get. Let's get back to hockey, Muff. Go ahead. Hockey. I mean, that's really the only thing I have right now. Is that it's starting. On August 1st. Well, who are we pulling for here? Who are we pulling for? Yeah, here on the show, who are we pulling for? If you're going to give me an option, I'm going to go the Penguins all the way, buddy. Well, who has the best chance? Who are the, who are the top seeds? Yeah, given the coronas happened, everybody's got plenty of rest. Injury can't play a factor here. Who has the best chance? Because it's not like any of our listeners know. I don't know. So there are actually 24 teams, so there's 12 from each conference. Okay. There is the qualifying round, which has a 5 versus 12, a 7 versus 10, and an 8 versus 9. So there's four different best-of-five series to go with that. So the top four seeds get a bye to the second round. Muff, who's going to win this thing? Who do we think is going to win this thing? Here are the odds on favorites to win the Stanley Cup. Okay. The Boston Bruins and the Tampa Bay Lightning have similar odds. And then the next two are the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm pulling for Vegas. Those are the odds on favorites, the top four. And then then you've got the Capitals, Flyers, Blues, Stars, Penguins, kind kind of rounding it out. Those are longer odds. I'm pulling for Vegas. Jim's pulling for Vegas. Was this their stayed... second year? This is Vegas's third year, I believe. Yeah, I'm pulling for <laughs> Vegas. Yeah. So, we all know I'm pulling for the Penguins. I will not be putting a bet on this because I don't follow hockey enough. I'm just blindly pledging my allegiance to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now we've got the uh, other messes in our lives. The NBA. Food, food accommodations are okay now, I guess, like we talked about. Or they stopped talking about them <laughs> right. like the world wanted. But have you seen the pictures of LeBron? No. It looks like he came out of a cryo chamber, and now he's Superman. Explain. Le- LeBron is one year older than us. Correct. For those of you who know us, that makes him 35, 36. He's in that. He's thirty-four or thirty-five, yeah, in that range right now. I think. Yeah. So he has used his COVID time to basically get shredded. Saw a picture of him on Twitter today. He has abs for days. His arms are like Superman. 
LeBron, if he com- if he was complaining about the food, I would be like, okay, get that man some some prime rib. Obviously, he is regimented enough. He does not need Easy Mac. Okay, because LeBron was putting in work over the break. So, so does he? Is he look shredded like a a sprinter in the Olympics? Who you think they're really like strong and big, and really they're just smaller nah. and just so cut up? Nah, he looks like he put on some mass. So he's not just shredded. He he bulked yeah. up a little bit too. Yeah, he's like I said, he looks like he's Superman. Like he came out of the cave of the the, the fortress of solitude. And now he's come to win the game. Like he's he's not messing around. I would not want to play against LeBron. Cause you know how LeBron looks sometimes. Like especially in the later years, he looks kinda like the pudgy dad mode. Like, oh LeBron, you're putting on a little weight, but you're still LeBron, so you Who's going to mess with you? Right. No. LeBron looks shredded. So, I'm pulling for the Lakers in the bubble because I wouldn't want to mess with LeBron. I'm not <clears throat> I'm not going to go there with, with them. The Lakers are not who I would want to uh, have in my quarter on this one. All right, Muff, Le- who's your Le- pick for the bubble so far? Oh. I just want to go with the Pelicans because I want to see Zion Williamson continue to play. And I'll tell you what, Muff, that's a good point. I like Zion. Zion has the potential to do what LeBron did during the the Fortress of Solitude. Well, he did. That that has been – I haven't seen pictures, but the the Twitter sphere is saying that he's coming out in in better shape and definitely has lost some LBs. I'm going to have to see – photographic evidence and I'm not to compare the two compare who LeBron to Zion. Cause that's not fair. I'm talking about getting shredded. I think we can do that. I think we can do before and after pictures. See who put in the most work. Oh, comparing the work that they put in. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were trying to compare them to each other. And I was like, that's not fair. We, yeah. We're going to compare who did the most work during the COVID, you know, break. In fact, we'll we'll report back next week. Muff and Jim will decide the champion of getting themselves together during the COVID break. It's the ultimate battle, LeBron versus Zion, the biggest loser edition. The biggest loser. Yeah. Who lost their pudgy and came back shredded? I don't know if LeBron ever was pudgy. Oh, man. I can show you pictures where you're like, LeBron, you were kind of pudgy. And I'm one to talk because I'm the king of pudgy. Okay. (laughs) Okay. But, so I can tell you if he's pudgy. He was a little pudgy. He had a little bit of water weight to him. He went went down. He went to the lab. Put in the work. Now he came out Superman. Let's hope Superman doesn't get hurt. Yeah, that's true. He may look all shredded up, but that doesn't help those knees that much. Yeah, amen. Amen. But, yeah, that's the only update I've heard about basketball. Yeah, the only other thing I heard about was what I referenced earlier, which was Chris Paul. Apparently he's he's snitching out 
players for going out and all oh, the snitch hotline. Yeah, the snitch hotline, which is which is hilarious that they have that for the the NBA to offer. But if if anybody was gonna snitch, anybody was gonna snitch. Wouldn't you think Chris Paul would be your guy? Well, I guess he has some position with the the players' association, so he can probably veil it under some responsibility right. within the players' association. If it's, not him, it, yeah. if it's not him, it'd be KD. KD would do it funny. Yeah, KD think, would do it on her anonymous Twitter name. Right. He'd, he'd create another burner and find right. a way, like filter it through one of those phone apps where you can hide the phone number. He would right. have the, the voice-changing microphone, and he would do that. That would be how KD would do it. Right. And then two years later, we'd find out that he, he did that in the world. We'd be like, oh, KD, why'd you do that? He's like, isn't that what I'm supposed to do, guys? Come on. You know who couldn't do it, Muff? Who? Kawhi. He, he already has his alien laugh. I don't know. Right, that would give him away. <laughs> the minute he laughed, it'd be ball game over. And to be fair, he lives in anonymity anyway. That man does not expose himself on social media hardly ever. That is true. I think, that Pop, is true. I think Pop just set him down before he started to get real big. And he's like, listen, Kawhi, if you want to have a long run of this, just do what I say. Right. I agree. I like Pop. I, would, I think Pop should coach everybody. It should be, there should be a, a – you want to talk about apps. Pop should have a life coach app. You know what I mean? So we've got referring back. Herm Herm has his own app, which is just filled with Herm Edwards sayings, motivational. Well, and can, yeah, and he controls your 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 social media, like the social media. You run it through the Herm app. Right. The Herm app tells you whether it gets the green light or the red light. Yeah. And then Pop, he's your like life coach app. He's the one. He's the one when you get up in the morning, five minutes before you go out the door. He's got some inspirational. Yep, and you're going. And then you're out, and it's ready yep. to take on the world. Let's do this. Yep. We're just we're making apps here, on on the Listen, sports and stuff with Jim and Muff. Trademark, triple stamp, double stamp. Boom! Done. Roasted. So the the former R words of Washington, now the Washington football team with later to be named, right, um, seems to continue to find themselves in hot water. This past well, week, I think the whole thing was all one issue, like the naming, and then what you're about to drop the bomb on. I think it's all one big package. It is one big culture issue within the organization. Right. I don't disagree. Um, <clears throat> but this is just a continuation of the issues that have been going on in Washington football land. And <clears throat> that is that the Washington Post came out this past week with a report <clears throat> saying that there were at least a dozen women who were claiming um, sexual harassment and or subject to some hostile work environment within that organization. Um, to my knowledge, I've only seen one person come out. I believe her name was Emily Applegate. She did an interview which went through the weekend talk shows. I think she appeared on some of them. Um, 
uh, Dan Snyder again coming out and saying, "Hey guys, yep, we 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 keep screwing up. We need to be better." Was pretty much <laughs> what I've gathered from his his most recent statements is, "We need to be better." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can't disagree with him, but I, you would hope for a little bit more. Mark Cuban has, I think, been the most vocal coming out against this because Mark Cuban had an issue within the NBA franchise that ultimately for him came back to, it wasn't directly linked to him. It was an organizational issue kind of at the lower, the lower ends. Um, But Mark Cuban kind of laid the framework to Dan Snyder saying, Hey, when this happened to me, buddy, I, you know, donated 10 million to this cause. I came out and made some changes in my organization. This is kind of what you do to make this not blow up in your face even more than it already has. Dan Snyder comes out and says, we need to be better. His resistance to change or to accept responsibility in terms of like real change bothers me greatly. Yeah, he's just that guy that like, hey, this is wrong. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Okay, it's wrong, but I'm not going to do anything about it for a long time. Like, you're going to have to beat me over the head with a frying pan to get me to move. Which the frying pan was FedEx saying, we're going to pull our sponsorship, buddy. And so he finally, and then like, I really don't think it was that, Muff. And I'm going to try to tie in both issues of the naming of the team and this allegation. I believe that like the changing of the name was to take some of the heat off the fact that he was running a turd pile of an organization. I think the fact, I think he knew this story was coming. And I think that he did this name change as a bit of goodwill to take the heat off. I mean, I'm, that's as conspiracy theories you're going to get from me, but I truly don't think he wanted to change the name. That's what I think. I don't <clears throat> think he cared. He, he didn't care. I agree. But there is no reason for we've been, we've been in COVID time for what has it been at this point? For almost three, four months at this point. Yeah. Nothing has changed with the name of that team during this time. This has all blown up in his face within the last two weeks. The season is about to start in some manner fashion within the next two weeks for the NFL, like as far as preseason, what that looks like and everything. The man's got to rebrand a team, figure out all of the merch to go along with it, get it put through the NFL – Find a team name, which if he can find one from the guy who soaked up all the trademarks, that's what we should have been doing over the past five months, Jim. We should have been figuring this out. Well, let's move on from that trademark issue for a second because I I got some insight into that. I did some research and some recon. Um, Let's focus on – let's go back to the whole allegations at hand. Some of the actual allegations, all of them were not against him. Correct. 
minus he bullied a male cheerleader, a former male cheerleader into doing cartwheels, I think. But you have so, done more research on this than I. Yeah, I, he, during a meeting, he may have made a male cheerleader basically peer pressured him into doing a bunch of cartwheels and kind of shamed him for being a male cheerleader. But the other, the allegations against the women, he is not part of that. Now, did he build a culture or allow a culture to be built that, uh, that allowed these to happen? I believe so. Could he have stepped in and done something about that? Absolutely. Was his HR staff understaffed? Yes, it was. If you have employees, female employees, veteran employees of your organization, warning new female employees not to be caught in the stairwells with other well-known employees, that is a that is a problem. I'm not going to curse. We almost, we almost, we almost did it. <laughs> no, that is a really, really, really bad thing. So it's a well-known thing that, like, so your unofficial orientation is to learn from other female employees who these predators are, who these scumbags are. If you're walking up a stairwell made of glass in a skirt and you look down and see a trainer two floors down looking up your skirt and he has no shame and doesn't even move. First off, why is the stairwell like that? Second off, the thought process that this trainer thinks it's okay and doesn't move. There doesn't even a, doesn't even feel some type of shame. No shame. Being recognized that this is going on. That's that's when you know that your culture has allowed it to persist right. and there are no consequences if you are reported for doing X, Y, or Z. And the culture starts at the top. So is he at fault for all of this? Not directly, maybe. But yes, directly, because he leads the ship. Okay. I believe that that man is not good for that organization. I think that he does give a bad look to the NFL. And I think he needs to get what the Clippers owner got and let's the owners should get rid of him. The group of owners should just vote him out. He can't own a team. Goodbye. At this point, if he wants to continue <clears throat> to be an owner in this league, he needs to just take himself away from all day-to-day operations, appoint an operations manager for sure. him, and all he does is show up at these board meetings and these presence meetings and look at, the, look at his guy, say, this is my guy. I'm going to yield all of my time to him. If there's something about my organization, he's the one that gets to talk about it. I'm just here because I have to be. Sure. He's going to be like Marshawn Lynch. He's just here so he doesn't get fined. Like, I, Again, I've always – I like Adam Silver and the way he runs the, the NBA. I think Goodell needs to make some kind of response to this. We can't just let the inmates run the ins- asylum at the Washington to be determined. 
Like, but you also got to think that the other owners have to be on board. Goodell works for the owners. They got to step up. Adam Silver, I think, had that backing because the owner, other owners were were going to back that play. I don't know if Goodell's got it from the NFL just yet. Yeah, he can at least make a statement going, look, we don't tolerate this at any of our organizations. And behavior like this needs to be rooted out completely. But to go back to the trademark thing, because I don't want to end on that serious note there, because I'm just going to get fired up. We'll go all night. Um, apparently, the NFL has trademark names in a hat, we'll call it. I heard the guy, there was an, a GM for, yeah, it was a GM for the Titans. And when the Titans went from the Houston Oilers to the Tennessee Oilers, it was a three-year process to get to become the Tennessee Titans. And this is what brings me back to the guy knew Dan Snyder. I was trying not to say his name the whole time, but he knew when he said, oh, I'm going to change the name. He knew that that was not going to just happen. Just happened. It wasn't that's why change out. Right, because it was a three-year process with the Titans. And it, what happened was they said, the guy from the Oilers said, we wanted to distance ourselves from the Oilers' name because the, Houston did not want us anymore. Right. But we couldn't take a name so quickly because of trademark issues like, he's, like the Washington to, to be determined are facing now. In that one year, we couldn't get a name that we liked. The NFL gave us the Titans, like sent the name to us, mm-hmm. because they, they had used it before in some New York team. Our owner at the time liked it, and so we used it and kind of to show Tennessee, listen, these are your this is your team right so like the owner of the washington to be determined he knew what that was about he knew how long that takes don't tell me oh we're changing the name because fedex and we want to be culturally culturally appropriate and no you bowed to peer pressure because you knew that heat was about to be on in two weeks well he was already on it 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 just uh, continued, continued to have gasoline poured on that fire is really what's been going on. Yeah. <clears throat> but if here's an opportunity to maybe for, if you're thinking of an owner standpoint of what, how could, how can I do this not only to benefit the social agenda, which I am being pressured to now understand and be, um, to do whatever I need to do to make people realize that I actually mean what I'm saying. And I'm not just saying it because you need me to say it or want me to say it. Is this an opportunity for him to bring on another sponsor and a socially relevant sponsor? Um, a la, I come back to this sometimes, but you know, the European soccer leagues, you know, you don't know those teams by like their nickname, their, their jerseys don't have their nickname. Their jerseys have their sponsors on them. Like, is this an opportunity for the Washington football team to pick up another sponsor to that are socially, socially relevant and be 
recognized by that name for the time being. That's, what are you suggesting? I have no specific suggestion. I don't know of a socially relevant organization, corporation at this point that hasn't had some checkered past that we can't point to somewhere down the line. Let's be honest. Like, I don't, does Google, does Google have anything that we don't know about or that I, I haven't heard know. about? I don't know. Like, I'm just saying, I don't even think I can put one out there at this point. Like, unless you want to trademark a hashtag and <laughs> toss that out there and see, see if it sticks yeah. to the like. Do we have an NFL team owned by a woman? It might be a family. That's what I'm, I'm thinking. There may be a family, and there was a woman who was at that time the <clears throat> the person who had the managing position within the ownership group. Oh, there is one. There are four that are listed, but I don't know how many are current. And I think they're all part of ownership families. Chicago Bears, Virginia Hales, McCaskey. Yeah, I'm seeing. <clears throat> The Detroit Ford, Lions. Yeah, with uh, the Fords and then the Roonies and the Hunts of the Chiefs. So, I mean, I think those are all families of ownership where a woman came in to be in that seat. I would just like to see – I'd like to see us get away from this whole dumb ownership of one man who thinks that he's ruling with an iron fist. I mean, this, this ownership, the, the one person – ownership model and having all of that power and the power vest in there is, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you know, a Hollywood type of thing, you know, there's only so many people that really control the moves in the Hollywood. But it's so archaic. It's so like, it's it's so draconian or it's, it's like kingdoms. It's, it's silly. Like it's always by some arrogant white man. Who who is just doing it so poorly and tone deaf and oh there's sexual harassment or racism happening in the workplace. What do I do? Like come I come on, back man. to what I just said. Hollywood. What is being exposed right now and has been being exposed for the past year or two? Hollywood. Yeah. The NFL yeah. is just catching up to this because they have a similar structure. Yeah, you're think right. Think of it. There's there's so much power in these small people's hands, and you know, to get in the door, you have to make this person happy, and whatever this person wants, you have to provide them, or else you're not going to get in the door. Like it's, you're seeing that now happen in the in within the NFL, and I agree that <clears throat> I think Adam Silver is with it enough to understand that if things like that are happening or were happening in the NBA, he's probably sniffed that out at this point and made some type of internal change or some type of statement to make sure that it stopped or doesn't, doesn't reach the light with what it is. Um, You know, I think he is progressive, but I also think he's smart enough to get ahead of it and make sure it doesn't become a story. Yeah. Banking off of the obvious lack of analysis that Jim and I do specifically as it relates to NFL football, as was evidenced very well last week when we couldn't think of specific players' names, such as Kareem Hunt on the Chiefs or other notable players that have been involved in the past year or two with championship teams. We have decided over the next however many weeks we need to cover it, 
highlight a specific conference from the NFL, talk about our thoughts for the year and who we think is going to win that specific division. We have decided to start out with a division that should get a lot of discussion going around it this year uh, due to the recent addition of Tom Brady to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we are starting out with the NFC South. As a reminder, not just to our viewers, but also to Jim and I, as we discuss this, since we've already said we're bad with this, the teams in the NFC South are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Carolina Panthers, the New Orleans Saints, and the Atlanta Falcons. I think the best way to start this off is let's, um, let's just go down each of these teams and talk a little bit about We'll go just kind of skill positions. I'm not not a big fan of going too deep dive into the defense unless you've done a lot of research on the defensive gym. No. Plus, we're not very good at, you know, names and things. So, it's probably for the best that we don't do that. Okay. Well, we'll start out with the team at this point, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, no. Let's go in alphabetical order, Muff. We, got, we can't go for the money shot yet. Okay. We'll go with Atlanta. Yeah. Come Atlanta, on now. The Atlanta Falcons. Yep. Are returning. Matt Ryan is their quarterback. Solid player. A solid player who has done well, had that debacle with 28 3 two years ago in the Super Bowl, where they, you know, lost to the Patriots when they were up 28 3. Yep. It's an all time, all time, uh, all time big. Big loss there. They have yep. added they have added Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley returning back to the state where he played college football. Nice addition. Nice, nice addition. And they still have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley at wide receiver. Not a bad backfield. At receiver. With, uh, with your skill. I'm talking pos- about it's not not a bad backfield with Gurley. No. Gurley. Well, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Julio Jones is a top ten wide receiver. Calvin Ridley, this will be his second year in the league. He's coming out of Alabama. Um, he, he definitely poured it on a little bit for them towards the end of last season, became a little bit more of a go-to receiver. And to be honest, <clears throat> Atlanta coming off the hot, the hot streak, while they may have only, I think, been 7-9 and nine was, their, was their season record, they were 6-2 and two in their last eight games. So they're, they were primed and ready to go. And, again, we've already stated we don't do a whole lot of research, but – I don't know how their defense and uh, offensive line work, but um, I would say that they're they're primed to do better. Whether or not they will, to be determined. Now, as far as their defensive, you know, weapons, they got C.J. Rivas. That looks to be about it. I don't see anybody, any other names that stand out for Atlanta. That I'm like, oh yeah, let's let's talk about him. But that looks like about it. I'm sure there's solid guys on there, but like as we said, not we're not the best at names that, that stick out to us. So yeah, Atlanta, not bad. They got I mean, some next, weapons. They've got a, they've got some offensive firepower there. It's yeah. Will Gurley stay healthy? That's a question mark. I think he'll be fine. We will see. Next, we will go to 
the former team of the former NFL MVP who Jim thinks is going to shine in New England. Four uh, years, two rings, Muff. <laughs> no more than two or three years, zero rings. The bet is on the table and will continue to be on the table, documented, signed, sealed, and delivered. Yep. This is notarized. This being on a podcast is like a notarization. It is. It definitely is. The Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers obviously coming off the loss um, of Cam Newton to their team. And, Jim, do you know who the quarterback is that is filling in? They got Bridgewater or Will Greer. They they have Teddy. They've got Teddy, who should be the starter, because Will Greer laid a big old fat egg last year when he was in quarterback. You're right. But new year. New year, new me. That's right. They got McCaffrey. McCaffrey is – the solid play, but can he carry the team without a solid passing attack? That is going to be the biggest the biggest question. And I think the largest question mark on their offense is, who is their go-to wide receiver? They got Curtis Samuel. Who was not a go-to receiver in, in San Francisco. We'll see. I think Deep. he'll be – I think this is the sleeper team for me in this conference, Muff. That's – they're sleeping on everybody then, because I think I think they're, I think they're going to shock people. Their their only receiver that is on their current that was on their roster from last year that did anything for them was DJ Moore. Um, and again, I don't think he is a go to receiver. I think he's a good two. I just don't know if he can carry as a number one receiver. So that's to, to I be think determined. you're going to be surprised. And then on defense, they got Eli Apple. You're pointing him out because. Ohio State, baby. Let's also point out that they gave up the most points in the conference, and not in the conference, but in their division last year. Let's point that out. So Jim pointing out somebody that's on their defense from Ohio State may not be the best option for him right now. Yeah, but he, isn't he new to Carolina? Eli Apple just drafted. That's what? Question. Did Eli Apple? I don't know who, I don't know who came out he from played Ohio from, State. He, he played from, for the Giants in years past. Okay. So, so, so he's, ah, in a, he's in addition to their defense. Yep. Got it. They'll give up 14 less points this year and still be last. Hey. What hate on, on a man? Jim's surprise team. so much hate. Jim's surprise team of this division. Yeah. The Panthers. Yeah, Muff. I think they're going to shock some people. Okay. Next, going in the alphabetical order that Jim has dictated for this conversation, we go to the New Orleans Saints. Now, this is what I think everybody's like, oh, Drew Brees, but I think, he, I think this is the year he fades. I don't disagree with you. I think this is his last year to put up any, any, any good stats. Um, I think that, yeah, this is going to be the last year that we see him still in that elite quarterback discussion. I think after this year, towards the tail end of this year, he starts to fall off. Um, but he still has arguably, maybe people don't argue this, the best wide receiver in the NFL and Michael Thomas. And he Where, still where'd has, he go to school, Muff? Michael Thomas? Yeah. He went to some school in Ohio. Some school. How about the school in Ohio? 
Oh, there are others. There's Ohio University. There's even John Carroll University if you want to get into the yeah. two level where London Fletcher went. Um, Michael Thomas went to the Ohio State University, but okay. Good. It's good for Michael Thomas. Um, right. They have Alvin Kamara at running yep. back, who, if we're looking at this, New Orleans Saints are primed to be the best offense in this division, I think, overall. Um, they have a proven running back. They have a proven wide receiver. They have a proven quarterback. They have the pieces there to light up the scoreboard. Um, whether or not Drew Brees makes it through a season again, him being out for like six weeks last year really ruined my fantasy football situation there. Um, and it came back to bite me, but that's for another day. Okay. All right. And we do know who their backup quarterback back is, right? They got several. The famous Jameis is their backup. Yeah, they got several. They He's have fourth. Jameis Winston, Mr. 30-30 himself, 30 He's touchdowns, fourth. 30 INTs. Now, they're paying him enough money. He's second. He's second on that depth chart. Okay. He you say the so. one that comes in if Drew Brees is unable to perform. All right. Who do you think's gonna? Who do you think's ahead of James? I don't know, but I don't know if I. I don't know. He's so overrated; it's ridiculous. He's eating W's. That's all we know. All right, now what? What we got next, Muff? There's only one left, Jim. The one that you forced to be last by going in alphabetical order. That's right. Go so ahead. We have Tampa Bay. <laughs> we have Tampa with Bay with their quarterback controversy. There's a controversy Star- right now. Yeah, I mean, they got a lot of options there. <laughs> Who is the second string guy? We got Blaine Gabbert. Okay. And Ryan Griffin. And then that other guy. Who's the other guy? Uh, Tom Brady. Oh, the actual starter. Got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if anybody, I just don't like Tom Brady. Well, let's be a little objective here. Who else is on the team, Jim? Do you know? They got they got the Gronk. They got the Gronk, who could be ultimately the second best tight end on this team by the end of the year. Who else is he competing with? OJ Howard. Yeah, I see that. Only because Gronk can he make it through a season. That's the only reason I say that. Gronk is the most skilled tight end, but Gronk competed at WrestleMania. So he can do anything. Is that that's the ultimate? Ronda Rousey yeah. has also competed at WrestleMania, but she can't win a fight anymore, Jim. That's true. Anyway, they also got Ndamukong Sue. We'll see if he doesn't get suspended again. Right. Who you, else they got here? You missed out on the two wide receivers. Mike Evans from. Do you remember Mike Evans went to school? I don't. Texas A and M. Okay. He is a, he's a top-tier receiver. And Charles Godwin. Do you know where Charles Godwin went to school? I did not. Pennsylvania State University. Where's that? I believe it's in the name, buddy. Pennsylvania State University. Who calls it that, Muff? Well, you want me to call it the Pennsylvania State University? If there was the in the title, maybe, but there's I, not. I think there is in their stadium, but they just don't flash it out there because you can't trademark an article of the English language, Jim. Ohio State has always fig- already figured this out. Okay. Well, 
win some more uh, national titles. When's the last time you won a national title at Penn State, Mom? Uh, wrestling. <laughs> okay. I, I rest my case. All right, let's get back on let's get back on task here. <laughs> okay, so we've got Tampa Bay. They don't really have a proven proven running back. They've got I think Ronald Jones, who is probably a good change of pace back. Um, but again, I don't think he can I don't think he can lead the team in that way. Um, and looks like they're gonna do this by committee. It running back is gonna be they did last year by committee. Um, yeah. but I, I don't think they have the two that were there last year. One of them, there's Ronald Jones and I think, uh, Barber was, was his last name. Um, yeah. I don't think he's there anymore, but I, they, again, it's going to be by committee. I think they're hoping Jones is going to step up and be the workhorse, but I don't think he's going to be able to handle that, handle that workload. Um, and again, the defense is the, another big question mark here. Um, second, second most points within the division, um, given up. So is the defense going to be able to sustain um, Tom Brady always I'm say always, but regularly had a defense that was able to not break. And that was, I think that's what helped him in new England, the bend not break philosophy. Um, yeah. I don't know if he's going to have that in year one at Tampa Bay. So that's, to me, that's the biggest question mark. I think Tom Brady can. You're run a fan an of Tom Brady. I'm not not a fan of him i mean i appreciate greatness right i understand he went to that school up north for you but i appreciate the fact that he's he's great all right so let's pick let's rank them for you muff you want me to start worst worst to first yeah worst to first my worst team the team that i think is going to finish last is jim's sleeper team the carolina panthers I think I you're just, dead wrong. I don't think that they've they've got enough to make it work. I think that they're just going to falter again. I think they don't have a pass a pass attack ready to go. Teddy Bridgewater, I think, is ready to be a starting quarterback. I think he learned under Drew Brees probably a little bit, and then he proved himself when Drew Brees was just out that he can be a starting quarterback. I just don't think he's the answer. Okay. Um, in third place in this division, and this is probably where the disagreements, well, they've already started between you and I, but may start with the rest of the world who doesn't think Carolina is going to be some magical run. Um, third place in this division, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I, again, I don't think that they can, I think they've got pieces there, but is Gronk going to make it through the season? Is Tom Brady going to make it through a season if he, he gets hit? Like, I just don't know. And to me, mm-hmm. I think that's just too big of a question mark. Second place, I have the team that won this division last year, the New Orleans Saints. So New Orleans, again, I just think this is going to be the slide. This is the start of the slide for them. I don't see that. I see them maybe being like nine and seven, somewhere in that range as far as a record, um, which leads me to my winner of the division, my pick for this year, the Atlanta Falcons. I just see, I see their offense starting to click. I see them getting back to the form on offense they were in that Super Bowl year. Um, and I think their defense is, is going to have to follow. I think that mentality that New England had, that bend, not break. And I think that they're going to be just good enough to win this division with, we'll, we'll go with a 10 and six record. That's what I think is going to win this division, 10 and six. Jim, I got I, it. 
I feel like Jim is totally off from everything I'm oh, saying. buddy. It's going to go Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. It worst to first? Yep. Atlanta's in last place. Yep. Yep. I, I need you to say this again so I can write this down so I don't have to listen back to this another time to prove that either of us were right or wrong. Yep. It's going to go Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. How is Carolina your sleeper team if they're finishing in third place in the division? I just think they're going to be a sleeper. I didn't say they were just, they're going to be super good. I just think they're going to be better record than what what's the record? What's the record going to be? I don't know. Better than what you think. Well, yeah, they're in last place for me. I'm going to put them at like 6 and 10 or 5 and 11. No way. They're going to be a 6 and 16. 6 and 7. That None of that adds up to 16. Yeah, let me think about this. 8 and 8? 500? Yeah, 8 and 8. 8 and 8. Yeah. What's, the, what's New Orleans going to be as the winner? They were 13 and 3 last year when they won the division. I could see them being the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. What's Tampa Bay going to be in second place, you think? What did I say? 8 and 8 for. Oh. They're going to win 9 or 10 games. I'm guessing it's going to be I could see 9. 9 and 7. Yeah. So a runaway for New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Okay, just like last year. I mean, that's yeah. But I think that I think that when it when Breeze, this is gonna be his swan song. I think this is where he's like, ah, I don't have it. Much like like Peyton Manning, when he falls off, he's gonna fall off hard. Well, he had an injury last year. Again, kept him out for six weeks. Is that the the beginning of the end for for? Yeah, I think Drew that's Brees. this is it. But don't worry, they've got a. A backup just waiting to come in. 